It's that time of the week again. It's time for Chit Chat Across the Pond. This is episode number 664 for December 8th, 2020. And I'm your host, Allison Sheridan. This week, our guest is Tom Merritt. And I'm going to just refer to you as man around the internet. Welcome to the show, Tom. Ah, thanks for having me, Allison. I only uh, like to appear on podcasts that have 600 episodes or more. So this is great. Well, that's good. It's good to have standards, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I asked Tom to come on the show this time to ask him some questions I think a lot of us have. We're not here to talk to him about Daily Tech News Show or any news items or anything. But to say that Tom is the most prolific producer of podcasts would be an understatement. And he's so crazy productive that I've always had these questions. And I was just asking him the other day, are there actually three of you? Or are you possibly, maybe you're an Android, you're, you're a clone, or do you only sleep two hours a night? I I literally do not understand how you do all that you do. I don't think it's actually possible. Uh, I I wonder sometimes myself. Uh, if it's possible, uh, uh, I, yeah, I've, I've created a system that seems to work for me. Uh, but I, I, I also enjoy everything I do. I think that's a key to it too. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, so I, I started going around looking for all the things that you do and you, you sent me some links to make sure I got encapsulated everything that you do. And, and I want to, I want to make sure I preface this, that everything we're going to talk about here is in current production, Right. Nothing on this list is uh, stuff if, you if stop it's not, doing. If it's not in current production, it's merely on hiatus between seasons or something. But yes, okay. they're, they're, they're all active. These are not things that I have, have abandoned. Right. I mean, there's, there's no CNET's the real deal on this list. <laughs> right. So this is stuff that happens either daily or weekly or bi-monthly or at least monthly mm-hmm. on a, on a yeah, normal yeah. basis. So that's that's what's going to be crazy here. So let's let's start. I think by having you talk about each of the different things, maybe give us a brief idea of what it is. And then I want to kind of break these down into a couple of categories and talk about how you actually do this. So what is it you do, Tom? Uh, All right. So settle back, kids. Uh, (laughs) First thing I do is Daily Tech News Show with Sarah Lane, uh, produced by Roger Chang and, and, and Joe. Uh, and Amos uh, and Rich Trofolino, and it's a it's a big team effort. Uh, so it's something. When I started, it was just me, and I've slowly added people. But it is daily. It's a tech news show, uh, and it takes up the majority of my day. Uh, it is a show that attempts to give you the things you need to know to understand technology in around a half hour a day. Uh, and then there's an encapsulating show that's more like 60 minutes that is called Good Day Internet. Uh, that includes Daily Tech News Show, and that goes out to our patrons. It's kind of us warming up before the show and then talking afterwards. Right. So that that isn't a uh, that isn't a fluff piece. Right? I mean, there's a no, lot of research no. uh, that goes into yeah. this. Uh, that's the first the first thing I do every morning is look at my Feedly. Uh, I, I open my eyes, I grab my phone, I look at my Feedly, and I start mar- marking show stories uh, for Daily Tech News Show. And I, I spend the majority of my day working on, you know, daily tech news show, uh, and, uh, stories that go in it and, and writing notes and researching and all of that. Uh, I, I already realized you missed one <laughs> He's adding to the list <laughs> because part and parcel with, uh, with daily tech news show is daily tech headlines, which I do once a week. I used to do it five times a week along with daily tech news show. I'm on daily tech news show unless I'm off for a special reason. I'm on it every day, Monday through Friday, daily tech headlines is actually produced by Rich Straffolino. And I do it 
on Wednesdays. Uh, so that's kind of in with Daily Tech News Show because we will take what we write for Daily Tech Headlines and we'll often use it in Daily Tech News Show. We may adapt it. We may lengthen it because it's a longer show. Daily Tech Headlines is just a five-minute here are the headlines. Here's the here's the things you need to know in technology today. Uh, and like I say, I do that on Wednesdays. Oh, I always assumed that was the other way around. So daily, heck, I thought daily tech headlines was something where you glean from what you'd learn during daily tech news show, but it's mm. actually the other way around. I mean, it kind of works that way the next day. It's it's a it's a give and take, right? Okay. So we do daily tech headlines in the morning, and whoever writes it, whether it's Rich or Sarah or myself. Uh, we will take things from Daily Tech headlines and put them in Daily Tech News Show uh, sometimes. But also there are things that happen between Daily Tech headlines and Daily Tech News Show that we'll write for Daily Tech News Show that then the person who does headlines the next day will say, oh, well, I can take that and adapt it for headlines. So it does go both ways. Okay. Okay. Right away, I'm getting one piece of of how you do what you do is you've managed to curate people that you trust to help mm-hmm. you do what you do. So it, it, Daily he- Tech Headlines is Tom Merritt's show, but four of the five days, it's not Tom Merritt. So you're trusting someone you've, you've met and curated on the internet, Rich Straffolino, to do this for you. Yeah, and, and I pay him. <laughs> so <just laughs> it's, a, sure. it's a job. Uh, right. But yeah, it's, I, I think of it as Rich's show now, uh, yeah. honestly, uh, even though I started it. Uh, because... What, what I used to do is I would write all the stories for Daily Tech News Show, and then I would realize, oh, this would make a good headlines thing. So I started it where I would just write the DTNS stuff, record it for headlines, and put it out. But that was too late in the day. Mm. So that's when I decided, well, I need somebody who's East Coast oh, who okay. could do this earlier, and it still helps us out. And that's when I got Rich on board. But that does require you to trust someone else. To work with this vision that you've created and yeah, and, yeah. and yet allow them to make it their own. Was, yeah, somebody who was good at it, somebody you know I was willing to work with to make it work the way I want. Rich does a great job. Yeah, yeah, he's terrific. But man, does that guy talk fast! Holy cow! It's <laughs> it's like having it's like having the show on three X, except only when he's talking. That's probably why I liked him because I tend to talk fast myself. <laughs> Okay, so we've got the the daily tech news show stuff done, uh, but then you you've started to do a new show called uh, Know a Little More. Yes, that is also part of Daily Tech News Show. Uh, the 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 group that works on Daily Tech News Show uh, is also overlaps with the group that works on Daily Tech Headlines. But Know a Little More is part of Daily Tech News Show. So if you're a patron of Daily Tech News Show, you're not supporting Daily Tech Headlines. It's a separate thing. Okay. If, but you are supporting Know A Little More. So Know A Little More is me doing 10 to 15 minute uh, single topic explainers. And it came out of the fact that I would sometimes wanna do these on Daily Tech News Show and either not really have the time in the show because we have to cover so many different things or it just didn't fit. It was something like, gosh, I wish I could explain what progressive web apps were to people, but there's no news hook to that. So I created Know a Little More. And the way I make that happen is once a month, I take a day off of Daily Tech News Show. And the time I would spend working on DTNS for that day, I spend doing two episodes of Know a Little More. Uh, So I, I set aside that time. And within that time, I pick two topics that I will dive into and write up scripts and record those scripts. 
so I, I, I'm really glad you did it this way because we get more Tom. But uh, but one of the things is it's more of a it's more appropriate as a monologue and Daily Tech News Show is a discussion. So if yeah. you just talked for 15 minutes, the other guests and the hosts would just be sitting there going, oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's the other thing is on DTNS, you kind of want to make it a conversation uh, and know a little right. more just being me is me saying, okay, you know, imagine uh, you're hanging out with Alice and Bob and you're learning security and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> that was a great episode. Um, <laughs> so this is a this is a subject, though, or, or a topic area. Know a little more is a show that requires a lot of research. I mean, you you need to be right on these because the way you write these they're for the nerds right they're nerds try to become I, super nerds i try to i try to hit all audiences so if you come to it knowing nothing you should understand it there might be parts that don't make sense to you but overall you will understand the topic if you're somebody familiar with the topic you should get enough out of it that you understand that I understand the topic uh, and maybe pick up a few uh, extra tips about it along the way if you didn't know about it already. Uh, what, I'm not saying I always hit that mark, but that's kind of the mark I'm going for is a wide appeal that anybody could pick up this episode and hopefully get something out of it. Most of these, I know some and I know at least a little more when I'm done, usually a lot more. There's been a few where it's like, I knew that, I knew that. Ooh, I didn't know that, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and that works well. But at the same time, um, you've curated an audience of, well, actually people, right? So, I mean, yeah. I remember hearing that back on, on Buzz Out Loud days. And because of that, you can't be wrong either. I mean, and one of the ways I'm able to do this is I've been covering technology since 1999. So I've got some institutional knowledge in my head. Uh, I've also been with Daily Tech News Show, Tech News Today before it and Buzz Out Loud before that, uh, developing skills for having to brush up on a topic fast when news oh. breaks. Uh, and so I use some of those skills to be like, I know where to look to find the authoritative information that I have good confidence isn't going to be wrong uh, okay. and able to, to to interpret it and go like, all right, I know enough to know that that sounds right and that fits with that. And so I can I can piece all this together and feel pretty confident about it. That's an important subtlety, because if you didn't have that that uh, pre-knowledge and skill you could end up in rat holes where you realize, no, this person didn't know what they were talking about where I was researching. So you're, you're narrowing yeah. down the, the, the field to start with. But one of the things that you do that's, that's so impressive is that your stuff is tight. It's concise and it, it tells a story. And it's really easy to pick up a microphone and, and bloviate for an hour with somebody. You know, that, that doesn't take any work at all. But to have it be 15 minutes where you got the same amount of content, but it's actually correct, that that's actually a lot more work. Yeah. And that's that's just practice. That That's one of those 10,000 hours type thing where it's like I've just been doing this for so long that I've, I've figured out how to be able to do that. And I script it out. Like I write everything on Know a Little More. Mm -hmm. Stuff on DTNS is either off the cuff or bullet points, except for the setups. We write out the setups so we make sure we get all the all the information. But, you know, half or more of Daily Tech News Show is us just talking off the top of our heads. Know a Little More is scripted from beginning to end. Right. But even Daily Tech News Show, to pull back the curtain a little bit, is uh, Roger has ahead of time the timing for each of the the topics. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. and the people who are on the show have a, a what, green, yellow, red. It will actually change colors over time to tell us we've been talking about this topic too long. We, yeah. we had two like, minutes on this one. Quit talking. 
moving on. Again, not to not to shut up and you know in the middle of a sentence or anything, but to know like, hey, we're we're not going to have time for a later story if we don't move along now. Right. Right. Okay. So. All right. So that's three of my shows. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have fifteen bullets here. They're uh, not all shows. The ones I spend the most most time on now a, a a show that's not produced by my own company uh, that's produced by Brian Brushwoods is Cord Killers. It is a show ostensibly about cord cutting, uh, but but really about TV and movies. Uh, for people who like technology, how do we pick what to watch? How do we decide what to watch? How do we watch it? What is the equipment we use? What are the services we use? Uh, and that is something that I sort of work on all week long as I'm finding stories for Daily Tech News Show. I'll also be marking stories for Cord Killers. Oh, that's but cheating. Then <laughs> no, that, well, that's if it was cheating, then I couldn't get it done, right? That's that's what this is all about. So I, I'll I'll see stuff and I'll mark it like, okay, that's for cord killers, and sometimes I'll mark it for both, obviously, because there's overlap. Uh, and then Monday morning, Rich Straffolino will do the rundown for Daily Tech News Show, and I will work on cord killers from nine to ten a.m. So I'll take all those things oh. I marked the week. And I'll I'll go through and I'll be like, okay, this is what we're putting in cord killers, and I'll write up all the notes for cord killers between nine and ten. Now I then jump back into Daily Tech News show, and I'll help make sure you know Rich has questions or mold the show or maybe write some things. But the fact that Rich is in charge of the rundown means that I get a little latitude to spend an hour working on cord killers. Uh, and then Court Killers happens later that day on Monday. So I may have to jump back in and write a couple things if news breaks, which sometimes happens, sometimes doesn't. Uh, and then Brian and I record from 4 p.m. until 6 p.m., both Court Killers and Spoiler in Time. Uh, Court Killers is the main show that's about TV and movies. Spoiler in Time is a bonus show that is uh, Brian and I talking about things we have watched. So that's a Another show that is, I forgot to add to this list. <laughs> so, okay, that I'm starting to get a little bit of a, a hint into, into how you cause time to exist that the rest of us don't have, is things are being substituted. They're not being additive. But like you say, having Rich do the prep for the uh, for Daily Tech News show that day, that the lineup, then that means you've got the, you carve out that separate time for cord killers. Yeah, it didn't used to be that way. I There was a time when I was doing Daily Tech News show, all the rundowns, uh, daily tech headlines, all of the episodes and cord killers, uh, and it drove me nuts. <laughs> so, so you had to uh, figure out a solution, right? Yeah. So, so honestly, bringing Rich on to help with the rundown wasn't meant for cord killers. We, we worked with him like what day would be better. And when he said Monday, I was like, Ooh, that helps because now <laughs> I can stop doing cord killers prep on Sunday night and start doing cord killers prep on Monday morning. So do you how do you compartmentalize that while you're actually working on it? I mean, do you shut off all notifications and head down? Uh, you've got a, a browser open or no, no, I have to leave Slack open because Rich will be working and he'll have questions like, hey, what do you think of this? Or or did we cover this already? You know, stuff like that. Uh, but but mostly I I can focus mostly on cord killers. So you then must have the ability to stop, switch gears, do something and switch back and, and get right back in. Because not everybody can do that. <laughs> it's a pain. But but an hour is enough time for me to have a couple of interruptions like that and, okay. and be able to switch back without too much of a problem. Okay. Well, that's interesting. And, and honestly, Rich doesn't bug me. He, he may ask me one or two questions. He may not ask me anything. It just depends on the week. Okay. So he knows you're working on something, but, you know, yeah, encapsulate he the he knows questions. I'm working on it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So then... 
uh, you decided this wasn't enough and you added another show. Yeah. So uh, Patrick Beja and I uh, were because the timing since he moved to Finland, the timing of Daily Tech News show is bad. It's like very late at night. Also, since he moved to Finland, he had a baby, uh, which, you know, sucks all the time out of your schedule uh, and makes you tired, uh, meaning that he can be on DTNS less mm -hmm. because it just it just isn't as good as it was when he was single living in France, which is a better time zone. Uh, so we're like, but we like working together. So we created work insanity, which we also also thought was a great time to do it with everybody working from home in the pandemic. And we do that seasonally. So it'll be eight episodes in a season and then it'll go on hiatus for a few weeks and then it'll come back. Uh, and we record them in two hour long batches. Uh, I usually get up like six in the morning so that it's a, a really good time for Patrick. Uh, and that's not, that may sound too early for some people, but for me, it's fine. And we'll record four episodes in an hour. Oh, oh, okay. So they're, they're back to back to back to back as you're doing them. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll do like 15 minutes or less for each episode. Uh, and, and we just knock them out that way. And we didn't talk about what the subject of this one is. Right. The subject is working from home. So, uh, usually, during the time when we record, we sort of brainstorm what the next batch of topics might be. Okay. Uh, one of those topics might be a Q&A if we've got enough emails for it. Uh, and then the next time we meet, we'll have thought about what those topics are and have ideas of what to talk about. But honestly, we don't do much writing ahead of time for these. We just we just have a topic and a takeaway that we want to hit. And then Patrick and I just chat uh, for the rest of the time. Okay, not not bloviate, but just chat on a topic. <laughs> yeah, we ch we don't chit chat either. <laughs> totally, there, we, totally, we are. There is a pond, I suppose, <laughs> a big ocean. Exactly, exactly. So, is it work insanity or work in sanity? It's work in sanity. Okay, it's a play on work insanity. Right, right. You brought up emails and. One of the things that you do that I think really uh, helps build an audience, and I think we may have talked about this before, is that you answer emails and you recognize mm -hmm. when people have written something interesting and you talk about them on the shows. But I'm guessing that's also very helpful for creating content. Oh, yeah. Uh, that leads quite nicely to the next show, <laughs> Sword and Laser. Uh, Veronica Belmont and I have been doing this show since 2007. Uh, it's an every other week sci-fi and fantasy podcast. It becomes weekly when we have interviews, but we always record the interviews the same night we record a regular episode. So mm -hmm. we record a regular episode every other week. And sometimes during that same recording block, we'll do like a 20 or 30 minute interview with an author. Depends on whether we have scheduled somebody. The content of Sword and Laser is almost entirely made up of feedback from the audience. Oh, whether it's emails okay. or tweets or posts on Goodreads, mm -hmm. uh, we have a what well, we, we the, there's a section at the top of the show called Quick Burns that's news, and we take that almost 100 percent now. Uh, in the early days, it was a mix, but it's they're so good we don't even have to look anywhere else uh, from a Goodreads thread called Quick Burns where people submit like, oh, I want you to talk about this. This is new. This is new, and the crowd does such a great job that we we just take from that. Uh, sometimes we have more than we can use and we have to we have to cut it down. Then so, we'll have actual of, feedback from the audience that's broad. And then when we talk about the book, we obviously bring our own uh, perspectives on the book pick we're reading. But we'll also bring in emails and posts on Goodreads from people who are reading the book there. 
So yeah, we didn't even we got to do a better job of explaining what it is. From Sword and Laser is a is a fantasy and science fiction book uh, book club. Yeah, it's like yeah. you're the leaders of the book club, but you've also got the people sitting there telling you what they think. And we have uh, a book a month that we read. Uh, and everybody talks about it, mostly on Goodreads. That's that's where the majority of our audience hangs out and chats with each other about it. No, I thought I remembered you reading a lot more books than that in a month. Did you used to do more? You used to no. try to do two a month? No, it's always been one a no, month. No, we used to do fewer. Uh, we used to do a book until we were done. In the early days of Sword and Laser, <laughs> it was uh, whoever got uh, done with it last was when we'd do the wrap-up next- episode of Sword <laughs> okay. and Laser. Uh, and then uh, when... Uh, um, <laughs> when Felicia uh, Day brought us on the uh, her her YouTube network, we, uh, she said, "No, you're doing a book a month," and we're like, oh. "Oh, but that's not what we do." She's like, "Well, you're doing it now," and we've it stuck. We've done it that way ever since. Okay, so that that feeds into my next question: How do you have time to read, Tom? Audiobooks. Okay. Uh, so when I'm walking the dog. Or are doing housework, you know, vacuuming, cooking, working out in the lawn. Uh, if I'm not listening to podcasts, I'm listening to an audiobook. Okay. I can't figure out how to fit in audiobooks because I spend all my time listening to podcasts when I'm when I'm walking. Uh, you know, I do an hour and a half to two hours a day of exercise and and that just gets all yeah. filled up with podcasts if you don't. Well, I mean, so here's what you do. Create a science fiction and fantasy book club podcast that requires you to <laughs> listen to the book. Then you'll prioritize that. And one of the great things about audiobooks is I know exactly how much time I need to devote to finish that oh, book. Oh, yeah. So if right? it's a 12-hour like, okay, book. If I do an hour a day for the next couple of days, I'll, I'll be able to finish up or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a lot better than a, a paper book. I wonder whether I might do better at getting more books done. I read right before I go to sleep, which means I read about a page and a half to two pages uh-huh. a day. <laughs> I do I do print books, non audio books that are not sword and laser that way. And yeah, I make it through a book every, you know, nine months. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've been working on that. Okay, so so you're you're reading. So now we know that your ear time has podcasts and and uh, books in it. I don't want to hear later that you do something else with ear time because you've used oh, that ear, up. Ear time is podcasts and books. Uh, okay, I, a little bit of music if I'm caught up on both, but that's fairly rare. Maybe some uh, baseball, baseball radio and baseball or hockey when hockey's around. Wait, you follow uh, sports my, too? I mean, loosely, yeah. Not okay. as not as closely as I did years ago. You don't watch football, do you? I don't. No, it's okay. mostly hockey and baseball. Okay, because football can just suck up 17, 18 hours a week by itself. Right? Honestly, football would be easier because they only do 16 games each team. Hockey oh. and baseball have a lot more games. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Basketball does a lot. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> See, uh, I don't know where those so, fit, but all right. What's uh, next? On to uh, the top five on Tech Republic. I The top five that I started at CNET Around the same time as we started Buzz Out Loud, I think Buzz Out Loud might have been a tiny bit older, but they're about the same age. Is still going. I as Actar host it. Uh, it uh-huh. was it was me until I left CNET. Then it was Brian Cooley, and then it was Donald Bell, uh, or maybe it was Donald Bell and then Brian Cooley, and then I as uh, took it over. But uh, when I left Twit, uh, Tech Republic reached out and asked if I would like to do a top five for them. Mm. So I do that. Uh, I usually spend a few hours once a month writing up four scripts for that. Uh, and then I will shoot them over the course of an hour and a half or so on a Saturday in my garage. Are, oh, they're video. Screen. Yeah. Oh, okay. And they're top five. What's 
banana uh, cream pie enterprise recipes? tech stuff. Oh, okay. uh, so so very business oriented uh, for the most part. Uh, you know. Uh, top five things to know about digital transformation or GDPR or, uh, you know, stuff like that. So does your research with know a little more kind of help you out with those? Yes. Because <laughs> I just listened uh, to one I've been top, doing five. top five longer than know a little more, okay. but I have definitely taken advantage of, oh, I just did a know a little more about LIDAR. You know who might also be interested in LIDAR? <laughs> the folks at Tech Republic. Well, Let's look, do a top five I've things to know about here. LIDAR. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, and so they're not they're they're not the same content exactly, but it, I can pull from the same resources. Yeah, yeah. I'd listened to your one explaining. It was fascinating about the difference between throughput, bandwidth, and jitter. Uh, and uh-huh. uh, and yeah. then I heard it on on uh, top five on Tech Republic. It's like, oh yeah, but it helped cement it to hear it again. Because so. there were there were those people who were asking me to include jitter. I was like, well, those are the Tech Republic audience, right? Those are your sys admins and folks out there. So I'm like, this this is a good topic for that. I actually used what I knew in conversation today. Oh, did you? Yeah, that's a, that's inspiring. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and unexpected. All right. So what is uh, what is current Geek Chronicles with Scott Johnson? What is that show so about? We uh, Scott and I have had like five different shows called Current Geek uh, over the years. Uh, the most recent incarnation is a seasonal show. So Current Geek used to be kind of your live weekly hour of us talking, and it was similar to Cord Killers, except with geeky news. So I would go pull a bunch of geeky news, and then I'd write it up, and then Scott and I would talk about it. Uh, Sometimes we'd have guests. And Current Geek Chronicles is more produced. Current Geek Chronicles is taking the idea of talking about geeky topics, but having people research and edit our episodes so that we're just recording, uh, not live, deep dives on, say, violence in video games in the 80s or uh, electronic instruments or, um, you know, wrestling for for outsiders, anything that people geek out about. So we spend a lot about when when it's in production, I spend an hour a week working with our editor Hammond, our producer Rich Straffolino uh, and, uh, and Scott to figure out where we are and what needs to be written. Uh, Rich does the research and writing. Hammond does the editing. And Scott and I sort of do the executive producing and 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 talent on the show. Uh, and we, we did that for the first time this past summer, and it went great. So we're planning on doing another one after the first of the year. That's the one that's not currently in production. Okay. So it doesn't technically count as something I'm doing right now, but it will go back into production in January and then it'll, it'll be back on the, on the schedule. schedule. Is that weekly, monthly? What? It's a weekly meeting and then eight recording sessions. They're okay. not, the recording sessions are kind of depend on when the script is written and when we have to get done to meet the schedule and all that. Okay. Okay, I still can't. I can't figure out when that is because if if we we haven't even talked about your day, but uh, from morning till two thirty, you're you're pretty much DTNS. Mostly. Yeah. So the so the current Geek Chronicles production meeting was usually Thursday afternoon around three or four. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes if we didn't have a lot of production stuff to talk about, we would use that time to record. Other times we would schedule another recording for like a Tuesday afternoon. Okay. Okay, so you do have slots open in your schedule that you can slide things around and make it happen still. Yeah, usually in the afternoon. So like I said, mornings is pretty much DTNS. Uh, But one exception to that is Scott Johnson's morning stream, which I do every Wednesday morning, 
that's the same morning I'm doing daily tech headlines. So that day I get up a little earlier. I work on writing up the headlines. I get headlines all written up until 9 a.m. when I go on the morning stream and I'll take one of those headlines that I was researching and I'll talk to Scott and Brian about on TMS uh, for five minutes or so. It could go up to 15, kind of depends on the day. Uh, and then I jump off that stream. That's a live stream. And then I immediately record daily tech headlines. I'll always check to see if anything broke while I was on there, but usually there hasn't. Oh, okay. Okay. So you're not on for the full morning stream because that's a long show. No, I'm just on from like nine to 10 after 15 after if we really get talking, but usually it's about okay. 10 minutes. Okay. All right. That I can see how you could squeeze that one in. Now, the next one I didn't realize was even going on until I saw your list of shows. Oh, it's a thing uh, with Molly Wood, a, a show uh, where that we started, I don't know, back in 2010. I don't, I don't remember for sure. Maybe it was more like 2013. Uh, but yeah, it's a, a weekly show produced by Rich Trafalino, by the way. <laughs> Maybe I need to have him on to find out how he, he gets so many Yeah, you should. Done. You really should. Because he's got a bunch of other clients besides me that, that he works with. Uh, it's a, a weekly show that Molly and I pick things we think are trending, things mm. that are becoming a thing. Like when you say, you know, that's a thing. Uh, and, and we each pick two of those. We read a bunch of emails from people in the audience who are, are spotting things themselves. And, uh, it's, it's like an hour for, of our work. So usually Fridays at four, although sometimes we have to do weekends depending on, you know, travel schedules or other stuff. Uh, and it's the, you know, the production, the editing, the, the posting, that's all done by rich. Okay. Uh, so Molly and I just got to capture our things and, and get them in the dock and then talk about them. Okay. I, uh, I, I gotta do a shout out to, to Bart here on the one I was just listening to this morning. Talked, you talked about the fact that the word enlarge is being replaced by embiggen. Yes. And apparently you said, you said that's from the Simpsons and I always thought that Bart started it. So I thought, Whoa, Bart has changed the world, but I bet Bart got it from the Simpsons. Well, I mean, The Simpsons didn't even start it, really. It was happening before that, but The Simpsons popularized it. Uh, right? okay. Having it in The Simpsons made everybody think about it and start talking about well, it. Well, I yeah. would suggest that Bart popularized it as well. And <laughs> uh, we mean Bart Bouchot, not Bart Simpson. Oh, good point. Yeah, that is, yeah. in this context, that's an important <laughs> distinction. But I, I cracked up when I heard this. Uh, we are more than halfway through the list of, of shows I do now. Um <laughs> A an occasional, I wouldn't even call it seasonal because it kind of just happens when Jenny and Garrett and I decide to do it. Is let's talk about Star Wars. This show was started uh, because Jenny Josephson and Garrett Weinzerl and myself were all texting each other about how excited we were for the Force Awakens coming out back in the day, uh, and said we should have a podcast where we talk about Star Wars. And so we started one. And for a while it was weekly, and then Star Wars news kind of dried up, and then it became sort of around the Mandalorian last year. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we we had a few episodes after the Mandalorian went off the air about certain things and big news will come out and we'll like, oh, we should do an episode again. So that one is intermittent. Uh, right now, the Mandalorian is back for season two. So we're doing a weekly episode where we recap the Mandalorian. Uh, and it usually gets put on the weekends because it just doesn't fit in any of our schedules anywhere else for the most part. But in general, you try to keep your weekends open, right? I do, yeah. Which yeah, is, that, that, that's astonishing. That, so now that's a thing I had to do. I didn't used to in the early days of Daily Tech News Show, and it was it it was not good. You, you've got to have right. downtime 
built in to be productive. Yeah, yeah. Well, that makes it even more incredible. And I mean that, and that's in the literal sense of the word that you get this done in five days in general. That's uh, five and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's always seems lately there seems to be something bleeding into the weekends usually. Okay. Uh, and then once a month, all, almost always on the weekend, uh, Roger Chang and I do the longest running podcast I do. Since October 2005, we have been doing East Meets West. There is absolutely no preparation. Uh, we get on Skype. We say hello. We start recording. We talk for a half an hour about whatever's on our minds. We never plan anything. And then we stop the show and publish it. So it's just sort of you call up your friend Roger and chat. Yep, exactly. And the oldest form of podcasting, yeah. in my opinion. <laughs> okay, so one could almost believe that it's possible to fit all of these in to five and a half days. One could almost believe. I don't believe that you can you can read and watch TV and watch movies on top of all this, even though I know you have to in order to be able to speak intelligently on your other shows. But you also write books. <laughs> yeah. So the way I write books is I always participate in National Novel Writing Month. Okay. Uh, and that's when the book actually gets written. National Novel Writing Month happens every November for 30 days. You have a goal of getting 50,000 words, and it's a great motivator to be like, all right, I'm on track. I have to do 1,600 plus words a day, and they've got a site where you can track your progress and and just you know motivates me to do it. And I've done it more than a dozen times now. Huh. So the habit I've gotten into over the years is usually while I'm falling asleep at night, I will think about story ideas until one of them keeps coming back, and then I will write up a couple of really short versions of stories. And I used to just keep those for myself. Now I have a writer's Patreon and I'll post those short story ideas to the, to the writer's Patreon. Uh, and when November rolls around, I take, you know, the three or four little short versions of this that I've been thinking about and I put them together, which gives me a couple thousand word head start. And then I write the novel in November. The rest of the year, I have a task called write slash edit, where I will take one of those novels that I wrote and I will go through and fix typos, grammatical errors, et cetera, look for inconsistencies, fix things in the story, change wording. And I usually do that two or three times through the entire novel uh, until I've got it polished up enough that I can give it to someone to read. And then once I've gotten feedback from people who read it and they find other things that I need to fix, then I give it to an editor who makes sure that we find as many of the copy edit mistakes as, as we can and any other kind of content edit things that the editor who's a professional uh, finds. And then I turn it into either a self-published book or in the case of the two Pilot X books, a, an Inkshares published book. But but the way I do it is is a combination of NaNoWriMo to get it down on paper and then just taking as much time as I can. Some days it'll maybe only be five or 10 minutes. Other days I, I might get in a good half hour, depending on the day, of writing slash editing, mostly editing those books that I already wrote. So do you put that on your calendar that I'm going to, for this half hour, I'm going to write and edit? I, I put it as a task to do for the day. 
I, by the end of the day, I have to have done something writing and editing. That's why, and it makes it easy for me to complete because on a really busy day, I can just be like, oh, I have to do that right and edit. So I will just open a doc, maybe read a paragraph, tweak a couple things and then be like, okay, that's all I can do today. Other days I, I'm like, oh, I've, I've got time. Let me just sit down and do it. And because I enjoy it, I don't have to force myself to do it. It's always fun to do. But having it in there as a task every day, are you, you're disciplined that if it's a task, it must get done? Yeah, this, I know this doesn't work for everybody, but for me, I am such a completionist that, you know, I get a reward of clearing those <laughs> tasks at the top of my calendar every day. Uh, and so I, I definitely want to go in and be like, okay, what else, what else can I get out of here? I'll tell you a trick. I started using to do as a task manager and you put things into my day and the next day they're gone, whether you did them or not. <laughs> yeah. See, I, 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 I can't, I can't allow that to happen <laughs> or they won't get done. Oh yeah. We all wish we were disciplined like that. Okay. All right. And then you find time to guest on people's podcasts like this. You're, yeah, you're yeah, yeah. able to carve out time. So there's, there's, there's still enough looseness in the schedule that you can do things like this if you enjoy it. Yeah. Almost always afternoon. Uh, okay. and, and it depends on the week, uh, you know, but I, I, I have to say no more than I used to. I used to mm -hmm. never say no. Uh, and, and now I, I have to, but it's, I, you know, I try to try to leave a little air in my schedule to do that. Cause I think it's fun and important. In uh, if you want to know how he decides to say no, there was an episode on work insanity about that. About how uh, to say yeah, no. we did. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. So you also walk the dog and you exercise like you could again, you can almost picture all of this, but you weigh 400 pounds because you've been sitting at your computer <laughs> all day writing and, and recording right, podcasts. Right. The most you do is you get up to go to the green screen to record some video once in a while. But you also exercise. Yeah, I, I used to run every other day. Uh, I now run like once a week, like mm. flat out run. Uh, what I do instead is I walk the dog at a very brisk pace that okay. counts as exercise. If my Apple Watch calls it exercise, if it closes that green ring, then good <laughs> enough for me. Um, and and part of that is because my I was getting hip pain and stuff and it's just running was was too much. So so I scaled it back to like just getting the heart rate up. Right. And so the dog walk and the exercise six days of the week are the same thing. Oh, OK. Uh, OK. They they're they're I am closing that green ring by walking the dogs uh, and I've got a 10,000 step goal that I make myself hit every day. So towards the end of the day, if I'm not uh, if I'm not close enough to the 10,000 steps, I'll, I'll find a way, even if it's just running in place, uh, to, <laughs> to get all those steps in. Isn't it uh, funny how that motivates? The, that's, uh, that's when I watch my TV shows. I just, you know, stand there running in place. Running in place. <laughs> so you must have a dog that likes to keep a brisk pace. Cause I, I have to exercise separately from walking Tesla because I it do. takes her I'm so lucky. long. Uh, Ray, the dog, my German shepherd, uh, she's, yeah, she's, she's good at like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. I want to, I want to go. And, sh and we trained her to be like, you walk and heal until I stop and say you can pee, which we do. Um, <sighs> Sawyer, the dog used to be like that. He's a border collie mix. Uh, and in his old age, he can't go as far and he starts to get tired. So uh, what I do is I walk Ray for like 20 minutes plus, and then I go and I get Sawyer and I, and the, the last part of my walk, my cool down is with Sawyer so that he doesn't have to go so fast. Ah, okay. Well, I've always wondered whether when I'm walking Tesla, is it all about peeing and sniffing or is it about getting her exercise? And she and I have different opinions on that. 
Yeah. Uh, well, and, and you have to train. Uh, I've, I've had to train my dogs uh, to be like, no, we walk until I say we, we don't walk. Then you can pee and sniff all you want. Okay. Um, and that was something that a dog trainer for one of my earlier dogs for Django uh, told us is like, this is how you make sure that they know you're in charge is on your walk. You're the one who sets the pace and they have to look to you whether they're going to do something or not. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I think Tessa's getting worse and worse over time. She's completely, <laughs> she's completely in charge now. I've lost, it, it's anarchy. I've lost, lost control on it. Um, the she's autonomous like a Tesla. Yeah. The reason I asked about the pace is uh, I've got a, a thread on, um, I'm going to talk about this on the show later, but uh, a um, a blog post I did where I thought I solved the problem of people who don't get enough exercise minutes on their watch, that they go on a walk and they walk for 45 minutes and their heart rate is maybe uh, up high enough, but, but they don't get any credit. And I had it finally happen to me. And I think I've drawn a correlation. I think it's the pace and the heart rate. Yeah, because if my pace sense. is is I, I I did a bunch of walking in um, Zion and mm -hmm. my pace was like thirty minute miles because we were climbing and and you know we were still just walking but we were on uneven yeah, yeah. ground and that you know and stop and taking pictures and I was I got like eight minutes of credit for an hour and forty five minute walk. I have a friend who I won't name uh, that I went on a walk with thinking I would get my thirty minute credit uh, on my watch and. We didn't walk fast enough. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think it has to be the pace and the heart rate because I'll do push-ups and sit-ups, which gets my heart rate going, mm -hmm. but I'm really not moving because you're in place when you do that. And I get nothing. I get no credit for those. Yeah. So this is specifically the walk thing because other just goes heart rate. Other, and you get a lot of credit. You can do elliptical and get credit. You have to tell it and then it'll go, uh -huh. okay, we know you're not going to move but you're going to go up and down. We're going to look for that motion. Ah, okay. I get elliptical credit when I make popcorn on the stove. It always thinks, I, oh, it yeah. always thinks so, I'm doing elliptical. I get, um, I, I get um, uh, stand credit when I'm sitting down all the time. Uh, <laughs> I never get the stand credit. That's the one I have trouble with. I don't I, get stand credit when I'm sitting here at my podcast rig, but I'll be sitting on the couch and I think it's because I'm yawning or something. It's like, oh, you're standing up. <laughs> Good job, Tom. <laughs> Yawned for 60 seconds. So on top of that, you spend time with your wife, Eileen, right? You're, oh, yeah. You're, you're, you do things and enjoy each other's company, and you manage to carve now, time for that. Honestly, part of the reason I was able to watch launch Noah a little more and work in sanity, I believe, is because of the lockdowns, because uh, we don't go anywhere. Okay, it used to right. be we would travel, we'd go up to San Jose to visit relatives, or we'd go, you can go on a vacation to Japan. Or, or even go or, out to or, dinner. Or even just go out to eat, right? Yeah. Uh, we don't do any of that anymore. So <laughs> there definitely is more time in the schedule. And uh, a lot of the stuff we do these days is watching TV and movies. So, so yeah. that's just homework for cord killers. Sometimes, if it's something like Mandalorian is, for sure, because we both like that one. Right, right. Well, this is this has been interesting. Uh, Tom shared a, a screenshot with me of his schedule, so you can see what all the pieces are. Um, I, I just noticed there's something for Threatwire and text message. Do you do those shows yeah. too? Uh, no, that is so for Threatwire. I will take all of the um, all of the security stories out of Daily Tech headlines and DTNS. And then put them in one weekly roundup and record them for Shannon. 
uh, and then she gives that to her patrons. So that takes me, I don't know, 10 minutes. I guess it's another show though. Um, (laughs) but it's all, it's all work that was already done. Uh, the text message promo takes me even less time. That's a recording I make for Nate Langston's text message show that says, you know, Hey, uh, this week on daily tech news show, here's what we talked about. And it's 30 seconds long. So that's like a cross promo thing. That's not a, that's not a show at all. That's yeah. That's just a promo. Okay. So it sounds like the real trick is to work on a bunch of shows that slightly overlap where you can leverage what you do on one show for the next show, not a duplication, but there's enough uh, overlap, make your hobbies like watching TV and movies become some of your shows because you want to do that anyway. Yep. And uh, combine exercise with listening to uh, listening to books and podcasts to learn. Yep. All right. I I think we've got the trick. Oh, final question for the bonus points. How many hours a night do you sleep? I usually go to bed around 10. I'm an early, early to bed kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'll get up six or 7 a.m. So you get eight hours of sleep. Yeah. I mean, if I'm being honest, I would prefer nine hours of sleep. That oh, would, yeah, that would be too. my normal. Me too, yeah. man. <laughs> I'd sleep all day. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if I go to bed at 10 and get up at seven, I'm getting nine. Wow. That's amazing. Well, maybe that's why you have enough energy to get everything done during the day. So sleep deprivation is not the solution. Yeah. The the less you sleep, the slower you work. Oh. Uh, I also make myself take breaks. So w- during that time from, you know, from morning, basically until the end of uh, Daily Tech News Show when, you know, 2.30-ish, um, I will take a break to, to do some exercise, like sit-ups or push-ups. I will take a break uh, to go get a snack. I will take a break to check the mail. Like I I will take a break to take the trash out. Like I, I will work in things that need to be done so that I'm getting away so that I'm not just sitting here for hours on end staring at the same stuff. Cause I will get slower at it. If you do that, you got to change your perspective every once in a while, like flush out the cash. (laughs) Well, that's fantastic. Uh, that's, that's really interesting. I, I love this. I thought this was really fun and really interesting, and I appreciate you sharing it all with us. And I guess I don't have to ask people, you, so Tom, what have you been working on? What would you like to plug for this <laughs> All of that. <laughs> all that stuff. Yeah. So the best place uh, to Tom find it. Tom if you want to find a list of all that stuff. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Tom. This was, this was really fun. I, I learned a lot from you. Oh, thanks, Allison. I'm glad you were interested. It was fun to talk to you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Chit Chat Across the Pond. Did you notice there weren't any ads in the show? That's because this show is not ad-supported. It's supported by you. If you learned something, or maybe you were just entertained, consider contributing to the Podfeet podcast. You can do that by going over to podfeet.com and look for the big red button that says Support the Show. When you click that button, you're going to find different ways to contribute. If you like to do a one-time donation, you can click the PayPal button. If you want to make a recurring contribution, click the weekly Patreon button. Or another way to contribute is to record a listener contribution. It's a great way to help the NoSillaCastaways learn from you. If you want to contact me for any reason, you can email me at allison at podfeet.com and you can follow me on Twitter at podfeet. Maybe you want to talk to other NoSillaCastaways. There's two great places to do that. You can do that in our Slack group at podfeet.com slash Slack 
or you can join our Facebook group at podsheet.com slash Facebook. Thanks for listening and stay subscribed.